0: This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts Sam and Charlene and we believe we're all rocking the same kind
1: of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down.
2: Hashtag no judges.
0: This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam's potty mouth bites her in the arse.
1: Mayday, mayday, we are losing Charlene.
0: <laughs> and my never here husband Ray makes an appearance to chat about the other side of solo parenting. Hello. How are you? I'm lekker. Nice, how was your weekend? It was good. We saw some family um, who wanted to catch up with um, my long-lost husband, still needed to prove to my parents that their grandson has a father. (laughs) 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 No, um, in all honesty, it was just kind of juggling the usual, and I just lumped all family together on Sunday and said, we'll do one side in the morning, one side in the afternoon, and Saturday we... Just had a quiet day at home. Just I think as we, a family, the three of you, it, yeah, just the three of us, yeah.
1: Are you feeling a little bit more of a sense of normalcy returning, or are you still adjusting a bit?
0: Still adjusting, but um, and I mean, what's normal? It at least
1: feels familiar. I'm sure <laughs> it
0: feels familiar, um, and we're still kind of um, getting to know because with kids, a lot of things change, change
1: in a short time yes. span. Yes.
0: And um, oh, I suppose even when I was single and Ray went away for a while, I would get into my secret single behavior and get into my own mode, and then have to make space for him again. For him yeah. again, and um, well, we're going to chat more about that today. And so there's a lot more of that still, um, but we're used to this now. This is our normal. Um, but I think most importantly for me is I just feel lighter.
1: Yes, I can see it. I can see it in your demeanor, even in the way you walk.
0: Yeah, I life feels a lot less burdensome mm, for me. Mm. And that just, I've been thinking a lot about that this week and I just really have to um reach out a high five hand to our single parents mm. those who are going it alone permanently who
1: doesn't have a it's only two months until life returns to nor- yeah, normal or exactly
0: it's a it's a never-ending no, story there's mm. no expiry date to your singledom mm. you know or to your solo parenting so kudos mm. to you guys moms and dads i don't know how you do it but you're doing it and you're doing a good job
1: yeah Kudos.
0: Um, how was your weekend?
1: It was busy. Uh, we had a lot going on stuff on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. But a really nice highlight is we went to the People's Theatre on Sunday, Rate myself and Josh, to watch the... Uh, uh, production, stage production of uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Junior.
0: I saw it, looked awesome. Which was
1: so much fun. I'd never seen a stage production or the movie of it uh, I don't know the ever. story
0: at all. And
1: oddly enough, I mean, I'm an ex-musical theatre student, but it wasn't <laughs> in our syllabus when I was at um, university or at Technicon. Um, and so... I never watched it, but before we went, I obviously read up about it and read some reviews on various stage productions, so I was really excited to see what to make of it, mm-hmm. and um, I managed to tell Josh that we would, I got him excited about it because I was like, we're going to go see a thing about a flying sports car, and he was just like, What? A flying car? Does it have wings? And I, I, we, I was just trying to rile him up about it. So I didn't know what to expect when we got there. I think he was probably a little bit disappointed when the car didn't have actual wings. Didn't, but yeah. the way they did it, not to give too much away, was with um, a video. Or so the car was positioned in the middle of the stage, and then they project an image onto the back wall to. Show oh, wings on the car and the okay. motion of it flying and whatever. So um, yeah, I think he was expecting an actual car flying over his head, you know. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. It was we laughed so much. There was a part where there was a character who's the children catcher, and um, he there's this land called Bulgaria, and um, the queen, uh, the baron, baron and baroness. Um, they don't like children, so there's no children allowed in Bulgaria. and so they have a children catcher, and they catch all the children. They don't say how they get rid of them, but they there are no children in the land. And then there's the toy maker who secretly hides. They've managed to save some children, and they hide them in the sewers, yeah. so they live in the sewers. And Josh was just like, "This is insane!" <laughs> and then the children catcher comes out, and he walks through the the audience and he's like, I'm looking for children. Josh cucked himself because he's very <laughs> scared. So that scared him quite a lot. But, and when we left afterwards, when the show was finished, he's like looking over his shoulder Where's to see if the, children, the children, children catcher is going to come again. But it was a lovely show. The queen was hysterical or the baroness she had me in stitches there's this one scene where they do this little samba dance and oh my god the choreography was just so cute the children who played in the production was really cute it was thoroughly enjoyable and to see how much Josh loved it it was that totally, always makes it worth yeah, it. Elijah's yeah.
0: always transfixed. And I have to say that um, I, I recommend the People's Theatre to all moms of toddlers who have yet to go to the theatre because... Most moms are nervous that they... I mean, just like we were before we took the boys to mm. the pantomime last year. You're nervous, you don't are know how. Are they going to behave?
1: Are they going to act out?
0: Yeah, are they going to sit still the for
1: that, that long? The fact that it's child-friendly so and if child a kid friendly. messes his popcorn or his juice or whatever, it's not the or end screens, of the world.
0: Or if you've got to actually stand up to go and sort out a poo-nampi or something Nobody's going to have yeah. a
1: heart attack about it.
0: Those actors, be it kids or the adults, are actually trained to deal with, mm. um, you know, audiences like that, yes, exactly. yeah. Uh, so yeah, brought to you again by um, Jill Smith and uh, Jill, Jill Gerard and, and Keith Smith, yes. Um, I, I just love these shows, I really do. The, we, the beginning of the year, we had called the Musical, and then we had. Uh, Madagascar Junior, and then we had uh, the Story Time one. I don't think you went to that one. I, I didn't went, go to, I, that I one, I yeah. to that one So I went to that one. So I just, I just love it. But there's a lot else coming up, and I thought I'd share with our audience. Uh, Peter Pan on Ice at Monte Casino is happening now from the 6th of December to the 11th of January. That I'd, I I want to go to actually all of them. I know. Let me just mention all of them because I'm just gonna. So the uh, Pretoria Youth Theatre um has a production of The Little Mermaid going on at the moment.
1: I would love to go and see that because yeah. I can still literally sing the entire.
0: Oh me too.
1: Of all yeah. the songs, the en- yeah. entire script, uh, I can almost say.
0: The National Children's Theatre is in Parktown, and that um they're giving at the moment. They've got a show of. Uh, Charlie and Roldo's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: I, I want to take Josh to see that. He would yeah. love that. I mean,
0: the, all of these shows yeah. are just like, mm. this is worth it for, for all of, for you know, to bring our kids to every single one of them. So October 28th. So it's already running until the 22nd of December. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And of the course, panto. The Pantomime. Yes. Mm. That's Jack and the Beanstalk mm. this year. Guys. Theatre galore, get your kids there. It's guilt free entertainment. It's mm-hmm. not like you it's screen time you're going to a movie house. Not that we see anything really wrong with that. Mm-hmm, exactly. on, on this podcast. But yeah, I I mean stay tuned to to what's happening at all the different theatres and I think we maybe we should do an episode on what you can do with your kids in December. Yes,
1: yes. Look out for the that year's one, out, yeah, Before we should the year's out. We should did it last year, so I think we can do another fresh idea one for this year. For
0: sure. Like so, if you are keen, and I am, to still go see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Junior, it's uh, running until 22nd of December, and ticket, pr- ticket prices are 140 rand for general public, or you can join the People's Theatre Kids Club for 100, and then tickets are 100 rand. Nice. Um, yeah, just uh, hit up info at peoplestheatre.co.za.
1: Listen, Samantha.
0: Indeed, yes.
1: How were you bombing at mumming this past week?
0: Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm not momming. And that's kind of a good thing because I'm giving Ray space to parent and I'm giving him all the space to parent.
1: Good for you. You need a bit of a breather.
0: Very similar to to your bombing at momming. From last or was
1: week. that your bad mom moment? I think that was my bad mom moment from last week. Where well, I'm, I'm
0: taking it and I'm running a, with it as a bombing
1: at momming. It's it's the way you see it. So good for you. <laughs> um, Ray's been doing a lot
0: of bedtimes and um, he took... Elijah under his wing this morning, and we were. I, all I had to do was get in the car, and I was at gym at nine o'clock or just before nine. That never happens. Nice. Never. And no, I finished gym. At nine, gym you were done nine. already at nine. Fantastic. Sometimes I would only get there at like half past nine. So that's like a I feel like I'm winning, mm. and that makes me bombing at momming. I'm also going for dinner with some girlfriends on uh, Wednesday night. Nice. And haven't I had to turn down many a girls' nights and weekends away? And for some reason, in the last two months that Ray was away, a lot a of lot of stuff happened, of and stuff you couldn't happened, go. I had mm. to say no, and I couldn't. I mean, well, I can go out for a breakfast or a lunch date or something, but I can't go to dinner mm. because I need to be home with it's my the son. It's a school so night. Your yeah. kids' bedtime routine, yeah. So I'm doing that. I think that's how I'm bombing at momming. But mom. listen,
1: I'm guessing this uh, comment you made about your potty mouth bites you in the ass. Yeah. That's got a little something to do with your bad mom moment. That,
0: or yeah, that was always bound to happen. Let's be honest, yeah. Okay. So I'm pulling one from the archives because <laughs> I forgot to mention it while Ray was away. But okay. there was one day in particular that I was just... You'll see if I show you my, my right leg, you'll see a nice little gash there on my uh, shin and you know, you know when you're really upset, or when you're PMSing or when you're short-tempered, or everything—that's I, I uh, wrote about it on social media the other day. Where that's when your clothes get caught in the door yes. handles. You know, when really you really—you will kick your
1: pinky toe on the foot of the bed, or your your shirt sleeve will get stuck on the door handle, yeah. or something. So I
0: was busy cleaning up Elijah's outside box the one day, and I gashed my shin open. And um, just everything was just clouding over me. I was like a little storm cloud walking around the house. (laughs) And I was also like the flippin' Pied Piper because my child, instead of just doing his own thing, was walking behind me like a shadow (laughs) and repeating everything that I was saying.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: And so I walked into my bedroom and my cat, who also decided she's going to show me some love, Phoebe, um, has a really bad habit of going between your legs and um,
1: not allowing you to walk n- really. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: so she was doing that while I was trying to move forward to get Elijah's stuff ready for bed and bath and I just didn't have <laughs> the energy for her. So I said, fuck off, Phoebe. <laughs> just like Walking, fuck off, Phoebe. And I carried on walking. And as Elijah got to where I was when I said it.
1: It was repeated.
0: He said it. Fuck off, Phoebe. <laughs> and I stopped what I was doing and I was like, well, I can't tell him he can't say that. No, I just said I it. just said it. And I ignored it and carried and on. And on living your life. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I just told Josh it's adult words. If you're an adult, you use them. If you're a kid, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it uh, is bad because you can't really. It was a bad mom moment. of a good habit.
0: It happened to be the very next day that he, I mean, when they start using expletives of any kind, I always say shoot in front of him. Mm. And the other day he said, oh, shit. And I said, what did you say? And he had like a naughty look on his face. And I was like, he knows it's wrong. Uh, I'm just going to leave that there. You know what? I always say, rather have a kid who says fuck than a kid who bites and bullies other kids.
1: I agree. <laughs> totally agree with that. <laughs> totally agree with
0: that. Okay, how are you bombing at Momming?
1: Uh, we went to a family gathering at Zoo Lake for a nice lunch. And even though I was totally irritated by it, my kid did not want to be at the restaurant at all. He wanted to just be by the ducks and the geese. And so we did go and feed the ducks for most of the day. And I felt like that was a bombing at Momming moment because even though I didn't feel up to it and it was hot and it wasn't my thing it's it, it's like you can't take a kid to a place where there's ducks and geese and expect him to sit True. still in a yeah. restaurant so we did what he wanted to what they wanted to do and um it was actually really nice we got cute photos of them surrounded by the ducks and it was really nice that I felt good about that so it made me feel like a good parenting yeah. thing And then my bad mom moment, (laughs) I'm embarrassed about this one, please don't judge me. No judges.
0: No judges. If
1: any of the listeners, you've probably (laughs) heard me complain about this damn dummy weaning that ...problem that I have with Josh. He's almost four and we are battling to get rid of these damn dummies. It's affecting the way his teeth are growing. It's Sometimes he mumbles and spits a lot, so it's affecting his speech and it's really bugging me. We've managed to whittle it right down to only bedtime at night, but... He, on the weekend, had another, I want something to suck. Mommy, I want my dummies. Please come Like in the middle dummies. of the day. Yes. I want something to suck. I want something to suck. And I was just like, no, Joshua. No, Joshua. No, Joshua. And it was this back and forth. And he just pushed harder and pushed harder and pushed harder. And I was so hutful because we had to get ready and go and be somewhere at a certain time. And I wasn't having the argument anymore. And I could feel myself getting more and more angry. So I just stormed out of the room. And as I got to the lounge, mumbled under my breath, he's yelling, I want something. To suck on, I want something to suck on. And as I got to the lounge, I just mumbled under my breath, Well, suck my dick. (laughs) And I felt so bad for telling my kid to suck my dick. (laughs) He didn't hear me. I thought thought Rhett was going (laughs) to die (laughs) with a laugh. was like, now there's a parenting moment I didn't even think I would witness. (laughs) (sighs) At least he could laugh about it and then just move on. You're the worst. (laughs) I know. Who tells you that your kid (laughs) suck my dick so bad? Anyway, that was my bad mom moment. I
0: love it. Oh, man. And Rhett, you didn't go like, okay. Enough that he no, because you to stop with your potty mouth or anything.
1: No, because he just laughed. He found it hilarious, and he could see that I was just desperate about the fighting and not wanting to have this fight with this kid. And then when him and I, when Rick and I started laughing, that coincidentally distracted Josh, and he was like, "What are you laughing about?" And then there was no more cry about something to suck on, so (laughs) it worked out in the end.
0: And that's a co-parenting moment, that's a win. (laughs) Exactly. So I, as we've been saying, I've been sliding back into co-parenting with as much grace as I can muster. And um, we'll get into why that is quite tricky. But I thought that um, as a parent, and because this is a parenting podcast, uh, solo parenting is quite a big part of the way that our parents and and how i'm raising my child and i obviously it's not just me and we're never alone and you even have your bouts of solo parenting so i thought it's probably worth a little discussion So Charlene, as we're a podcast that A, doesn't man bash and B, hates to exclude anyone of any race, gender or creed, we've decided to go behind enemy lines to include some more commentary from dads and their experience about parenthood.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we're doing this because I've always, and you and I often discuss this, like I say things often about uh, this happened in my household and then I was looking at it this way and then Rhett made this most interesting comment the other day about how he viewed it and then it just it it hit home with me that we're always in the thick of it and we are we've got a lot of on our minds as women and as mothers and we we are often we feel like, hard done by and that kind of thing. And and it's not always just moaning or us feeling hard done by. We really only see it from our perspective and from our children. We try and see it from our children's perspective. yeah. But not often have I, as a person, considered how my husband views things. It can be the simplest thing, like Josh interpreting something in some way. I think it's really cute. And Josh lo- uh, Red looks at it from a different way and like, yes, like, I can't believe that Josh... Was so troubled by this thing, and I just thought it was a random comment. A cute comment you yes, made. yeah. So I often forget that the breastfeeding that I battled with, the recovery after my C-section, all of those things, I was in it and I I experienced it in a certain way. But my husband also experienced those things, and I I think it's important for us to understand a guy's point of view or the dad's point of view or the other parents point of view when they're not themselves experiencing it because they must have a feeling on the matter. They're in it too.
0: Right. So, yeah, I, I hear you. And when you mentioned it to me, I took it on board. So when Ray uh, got back last week from a two-month stint in Japan, I took advantage of uh, the guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't tell you what I promised him, but I managed to nail him down for an interview. See what I did there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, guys, our next guest is my lovely but often estranged husband, Ray. Ray likes video games, schnitzel, gadgets, and me. And he's here to fill us in on what it's like to be the one who leaves the co parent to solo parent. Welcome, Ray.
2: Thank you for the warm welcome.
0: <laughs> I did tell my listeners that um, it, it took some um, promises and some arm bending to get you here, so thank you.
2: It's more, more of an emotional blackmail. I like.
0: <laughs> so, my love, um, why don't you tell the nice people who you are, what you do, and why I'm more often than not bitching about parenting or by my lonesome
2: well you've already introduced that i'm your husband um i work in the television industry i'm mostly focused on um sporting the sporting industry and the reason i'm mostly away is because i often go to um large-scale sporting events um including uh, you could say Olympics, uh, football World Cups, rugby World Cups. And that's the reason I've been away recently is because of the latest Rugby World Cup in Japan, which took me away from home for almost eight weeks.
0: That is true. And can I can I just get my dig in here? That um, when it was the lead up to the World Cup, even from last year, and I said, are you going away for this World Cup?
2: No, no, no. You said, "What are you, are you going away next year? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't. Think I'm going away with um, anything other than the decor, which is usually in January.
0: Right. And when talk of World Cup happened, I said, "You're gonna go away for the World Cup, you know that, right?" And you said, "No, I don't see that happening."
2: Yeah, there was no there was no way to predict that I was gonna go this this time. I went for a vastly different um, assignment, as what I'm used to doing. Um, So yes, you did see Into the Future, and now you officially have it on record that you can always (laughs) tell me that I told you so, and then you can (laughs) play back this uh, episode to me.
0: Thank you. I will do that in future. I'm going to clip this sound clip. Made a note already.
2: You can save it as your message tone.
0: Thank you. So um, I'll tell you again, because I've told you many, many times what it's like from my perspective when you're away, and you can tell me where I'm mistaken in all of this. And don't worry, I'm going to give you your, your chance to to give your perspective.
2: Okay, lay it on.
0: All right. So from my perspective, and for all the spouses who stay at home, uh, the spouse who gets who leaves gets a lot of perks in from where from where we're sitting. So not only do you see and experience new places all over the world, um, you're also whining and dining, whether that's on your dime or quite often on um, other people's dime, on whoever you're doing work for. And on that note, you're actually eating a hot meal in peace and quiet and you're having some adult conversation, right? Then you get home and you're getting an uninterrupted night's rest. Then you're waking up, showering uninterrupted and all the other things that you do, your ablutions uninterrupted. Nobody's asking to see your poo in the morning. (laughs) Then you're walking downstairs or taking an elevator downstairs and being served hot coffee with a cooked hot breakfast that you don't have to clean up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's work involved, sure, and I get that. But let's talk through those perks from your perspective.
2: It's very easy. They're all correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you... You, you, when you do a job like I do, or I, I assume a lot of business executives feel the same, um, if you're traveling for work, and especially in my industry, we're very fortunate we get treated pretty well, uh, because we are so um, far from home and for so long, they've got to try and incentivize it with these kind of things. And yes, you, you're correct. Um, we do just um, lap it up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. We live, I almost live um, two lives. I've got my away from home life where I'm, I'm pretty much the same person, but um, when I'm away, my uh, responsibilities and my focuses are different. And then when I'm at home, I'm the same person, but then my world is totally different. So I've, it's very difficult to adapt to those on and off all the time. But yes, we are terribly spoiled. And yes, I do get to poo alone. And yes, <laughs> I do get a hot meal most times every morning if I wake up on time. So yes, I do sleep sleep well. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's literally nothing to complain about.
0: Well, there must be something. So what are the downsides, and 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 what are the things that people don't see or think about from your perspective, and that is basically a parent who's leaving home.
2: Um, yeah, that's it's dif- different for everybody. Um, I've been doing this for my whole professional life, so it's not like I've all of a sudden done it after my uh, after Elijah was born. Um, the The difficult part is obviously um, being away from your family, but the harder part is almost removing that from your mind because I've traveled with a lot of people, different teams, different um, clients, where I've seen guys leave a long time tour after three weeks because they just can't be away from home. But unfortunately, I mean, I literally cannot afford to do that. Or our family can't afford for me to do that. So when I do leave on a long trip like that, um, I put myself in a strange uh, mindset. So I don't think about how long I'm going to be away for. And I, I just take it like most sportsmen would say. They, they take each day's preparation or each race or each game day for day. And um, I try not think too much about... How long I'm away, and you know what my my family sacrifices are. I'm, it's totally selfish that I don't um, I agonize over what you're going through or what Elijah's going through. Because if I have to do that, then it it just becomes a very very lonely and strange place. Because on top of not not being at home with your family and your close ones and the people that you like to spend away uh, like to spend time with, you you you're in a very um, a different situation where you're traveling the world, well, well this is my personal um, experience, is that I'm traveling the world with people that I wouldn't really normal, normally spend time with. I'm mm-hmm. not saying they're bad people or I haven't made really good friends in the past, but these are people that, I, that have come into my, um, f- into my very close um, relationship in a very unnatural way. So it's purely business, but it has to be a f- almost a friendship. So I've got these, these uh, friends, business friends that I make. And that's, I mean, I enjoy it. It's quite, it's quite nice. And I, for the time being, being away, but more often than not, these are the people that I would spend time with. So you miss all your, your close family, obviously. in um, my, my, we've got a very close uh, nucleus, which is you, me and Elijah. We really like spending time with each other and then your family members. And then obviously your close friends. I mean, I don't, you know, when you're on the road, I'm I'm pretty busy, so I don't have a lot of communication with those people. Never mind you, mm. um, and that's when we have okay communication when I'm in the um, same time zone. But when then you add in time zone and work hours, it gets very complicated. So that's another big, uh, that's something really tough is the communication and just being um, being um, good or being. Uh, constant with communication because you, you're the same as me. We we just get on with the day, you know, and when you look again, it's evening and I'm asleep or you're awake or whatever the case. So those are some of the really, the biggest challenges. Um, and then obviously, there's the, the biggest challenge is the constant guilt. you <laughs> As you guys have spoken to, uh, spoken about many times on your shows that you, once you become a parent, you're guilty for life. You know, it doesn't matter, we feel guilty when our son's at school, we feel guilty when he's not going to school, we feel guilty when he, hurts himself, we've I feel guilty when he doesn't adventure out enough and we guard him too much. Mm-hmm. And then added to that is when I'm not here, obviously it's the guilt is um, at record highs. You you're always feeling guilty that you're not here to look after your family or in both the emotional and the security aspect. So yeah, there's there's a lot of um, difficult sacrifices you make or very um let's call call them stress points but I have to, I have to for the sanity of getting projects done and um, maintaining a professional outlook of what I do, I have to put those out of my mind. Otherwise, I mean, I would crumble after a week. I've seen it happen with other colleagues that I've traveled with. You don't get them out of their hotel rooms. You don't, they leave home, they leave um, uh, tours early because they just get physically ill from being homesick. And I mean, you know what homesick is like. You've been away from homesick. So mm. yeah.
0: So, uh, there's one thing that a lot of people don't uh, think about, and that's a lot of. So, leading up to this week that you got back, a lot of people were like, You must be so excited to have Ray back. What are you guys doing this weekend? Let's have a joel Come over for a bra. Let's do this. Family's knocking at our door. Everybody wants to see you. And they're just like, At least you'll have the week to kind of see Ray and catch up with him. And that, are you excited? So, that's the bottom line. You must be so relieved. Da da da. And you know this, and it's not a personal affront on you, but it is so hard as the spouse who stays home to um, get into a routine without you and to get used to that and to have your own space and then to invite that person back in and to get into a new groove. So our family groove keeps changing dependent on where you're at. And so it's very hard to explain to people that, well, now, I mean... I've, I'm like on top of my shit because I have to be. So I know at all times where the house keys are and uh, what's lying outside. And where this week I've lost so many things, including the house keys, not knowing if the alarm's on, getting irritated because the lights in the house aren't switched off, because that's normally what I do. Those are the things that I put on my plate, and I know that I've got to I have a certain system that I get done in the night. Then when you come home, the whole status quo is shifted. And responsibility shift. And it is such a relief to have that extra person. I mean, we're getting to bed earlier. We're getting up earlier now. It's only been a couple of days. But we um, are managing to actually get Elijah to school on time, you know. Um, But it's still difficult to make that space. Your fucking shoes are all over the place. All of your stuff's in the bathroom now. You know, like, just to wrap your mind around that. So what is it like for you coming back? That's something I've never asked you.
2: Um, yeah, it's difficult because all of a sudden, um, my whole, my whole timing of my day changes again, because my, me personally, I'm quite an efficient person and now I've got to count in all kinds of other, um, variables into my life. And especially with Elijah, I mean, you, I mean, not one morning is the same, He, he <clears> you know, as you know, so, so the timings are different. Um, and just getting things done, you've got to think about three people now, not just one. Mm. And that's that's difficult, um, and it's also, um, I'm when I'm on, when I'm traveling, I only have to speak to people when I'm in a professional, you know, you put a pro, put up a professional front and you speak almost business and have a bit of fun. But now, I have to speak to you all the time, you know. If there's somebody with me <laughs> and my son's talking to me all the time and you're talking to him, and that's for me as for my personality, also very um, exhausting, you know. So mm. it's it's. Uh, I mean, like I say, I've been doing this for very long, and you've been doing this with me for very long. So we we get, I think, every time we get into it, pretty quick. Um, but yeah, getting back t- and then just doing the basics that a, a home needs to be um, that you what you need to do in a home every day. Just getting those basics done. I mean, because I'm extra in the house, there's extra glasses to be washed, there's extra clothing to be mm. get through the laundry. You know, there's n- more food that needs to be bought. You know, there's all that all, all the things that I like. So, you know, that just adds. Um, things that I have to do so you know just finding that rhythm is difficult but uh, I'm not a um I'm quite an easygoing person with to your frustration sometimes so (laughs) I I unfortunately find that I I settle in a lot quicker than what you do with this almost whole new personality back into the mix
0: yeah yeah it is tricky but love I'm still happy to have you home and thanks for adding the the first dad voice to our podcast and he has too many more Mm
2: -hmm. With pleasure. Um, I had to come in for the listens, listeners to know that I had to come in kicking and screaming. This is not, <laughs> I'm happy to produce from the background and do camera from the background and do um, producing work and media from the background, but being in front of a camera or being in front of a mic is not my comfort zone at all.
0: Thanks, love. You're going to get what I promised you. See. That was
1: very interesting to listen to. What I found interesting, what I found funny was when he said he's <laughs> quite an efficient guy mm-hmm. and he likes to just like get on with his day and get through things. I fucking like to get on with yes, my day so and do get I. through things mm. too. But <laughs> I have two tiny humans that need me to do things for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose it makes sense what he's saying because if you live for two months used to just doing your own thing. What you
0: need to do, yeah.
1: It's like being a a parent without kids and then suddenly becoming, being a parent with kids. That first while... You want to leave the house? It takes fucking forever because do I have the nappy bag? Do I have the bottles? Do I have the this? Do I have the that? If you're breastfeeding, it's a bit easier because you don't have to take bottles and all of that kind of stuff. Not but
0: even, not even. You but still it's have still a shit ton of stuff. A lot of stuff, remember. and then yeah. you got to get
1: it all in the car, and then you got to plan, and this and that, and what time is the baby's nap, and will the baby sleep in the car? 2nd the you're about to get out, and even to this day, either,
0: either they poo in their nappy.
1: Or they wet themselves and it leaks out the side. you got to change the outfit or they vomit or something.
0: And it happens at least once a week that we're ready to go. And Elijah says, i got to poo. i got to mm. poo. And you got to drop everything and go to the fucking And toilet. like it doesn't – no. school starts, buddy.
1: we got to go. So you should have told me when you woke up that you need to poo. But maybe you didn't need to poo then.
0: Yeah. So it is – So you're dealing with – more than one variant, as exactly. in more than one person. So I
1: can then... understand that that is difficult because now essentially Ray's been a just a dude for two months. Now he gets back home and he's got to be a parent again. Yeah. So he's constantly going between not being a parent, being a parent, not being a parent, being a parent. Except he's still a parent, but the responsibilities of parenting he is not coping with. And it's it's interesting that he said that he. Distances himself from thinking what you're gonna have to go through, and he's obviously just a pragmatic guy.
0: Yes, and that, that is his personality. So he's not agonizing mm. because uh, that feels not guilty. Obviously, that I know he's still a person; it bothers him. But he can focus on those f-
1: emotions and feel sad and shit about it. But that's not gonna help him get through the work that needs to be done. Yeah, because. It's what your family needs.
0: So he gets through. He doesn't even like it when his coworkers, when they're on tour, he doesn't even like them doing a countdown. Mm. Oh, only so many more weeks. One week down, five to go, type of thing. He hates that. Mm. He just puts his gets his puts his head down and gets on with it. Yeah, and that is very much his personality. So, I mean, I I, I did I found it interesting that he didn't bring up. Um, how bad he feels coming back and Elijah's changed so much. And I know that that does affect them because we've had the discussion, but that is what as a mom would kill me the most. Oh my God, he said that word. Or he, Mm. when Ray left, Elijah said, um, no, mommy, I not can do that. Mm. And within a couple of weeks of Ray being away, he started saying, can't. Mommy, I can't do that. Mm. And that for a mom or for me is a big deal. And for Ray, it's something that to take notes of, but it wasn't something that crushed him. Other things crush him. I'm not saying he's a careless, cold yeah, person. Yeah, he's
1: like a robot.
0: Other things crush him. But, but this like is how things
1: affect moms and dads differently. or two different parents, regardless of their sex, differently. And I've, I noticed that a lot, which is why I think we're we're on the right track here by getting dad's insight. It's, it's so valuable Just to
0: see what goes on in their peanuts, like how those, those things tick over and how mm. it's so different to how we think and how we feel. And I think, you know, you want to be in a heteronormative couple. You're going to have to start understanding how the opposite sex works and mm. what, how, how they tick, you know, what makes them tick. So, I don't know. It was it was interesting, and I you know appreciate my husband for the sacrifices he makes. And you know what? As a as a mom who, and as a woman whose partner in our first six months, in our first year of marriage, I always joke that we got through our first year of marriage because we only saw each other six months of it. (laughs) Um, so that it is just our normal. And I know that it's the normal for a lot of other people. Like we've got a mutual friend, Jen Jacobs, otherwise known as Being Me, Jen. Her husband's also away for five, six weeks at a go and then back. And then he's he's always, um, you know, tra- not traveling, but traveling for working mm-hmm. abroad. And she and I often chat about it. And it's, it's kind of, it's like being a military wife. Only those who are in it know it. Mm. But I don't know. It was an interesting take and... Um, it's not easy navigating a marriage so I, uh, in this context, so I can only hope that this brings some insight for other couples who are perhaps going through the same thing. So what do you reckon is the bottom line for this episode? Well, I think at the risk of sounding
1: like a massive cliche, um, just in context of the, of the solo parenting segment that we discussed, I think communication is key here because you guys talk very frankly and honestly with each other about how this is lifestyle that you find yourselves in, how it affects you. And so you guys are being very practical about it. And I think that's probably, as an outsider, from my point of view, that's probably your saving grace. Because he could be coming back here thinking, oh, I can settle into my home. I've missed it so much. And expecting you to want to to just be so ecstatic, you should be so happy and grateful that I'm back because you have an extra set of hands and Mm. we get to be close with each other again and we're reunited. All of those things are true, but you've gotten used to living your life without him for two months. So you need to make space in your life again. And so the fact that you're honest with him about that will make him understand that she's been here slogging it. Over all of these duties while I've been there slogging over my job. Mm. And it's not a, uh, you need to feel guilty um, while I don't get to feel guilty or vice versa. We've both been showing up for this family in two different areas. Yeah. We've been getting on with things. But now I'm not going to just be like, oh, everything's wonderful because you're back home. I'm fucking tired. Mm. I've worked myself to death. He's probably also tired. Jet lag, gone through a hell of a lot. So it's not this pretty, perfect little pastel picture where you just reunite and it's all bloomingies exactly. and butterflies. It's
0: difficult, and you know, I'm. I've gotten into the habit of binge watching girly series. You know, it's not like he's gonna want to watch Glee and Sex and the City with me and Netflix it up, but. Just know, bud, that when you've been away, in order to keep myself sane, I've munched on popcorn and red wine while dr- watching girly series, and I'd like to carry on with that if you don't mind. Cause so it's not like I ignore him in the evenings, but there's a, been a little bit of a "What are you doing now?" and he, as you heard, he likes his space. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know i i give him that I mm-hmm. give him that space, and he gives me my space. But we both open to, you know, we hearing what each other needs and if we need to change anything, we do it in the Yeah, moment. and so, so if
1: it means that he needs more attention now or you need more attention now, then you can say, listen, I, I feel like I'm I'm missing you a bit. Yeah, I feel like we need to connect a bit. Yeah. Let's do that.
0: It's all a bit of a give and a take.
1: And also, again, a, a big bottom line for me is, it is, things aren't always as they seem. Mm-hmm. So... Opening up your mind and your heart to hearing it from another person's perspective will probably be your biggest saving grace when it comes to any part of parenting.
0: Yeah, I agree (laughs) wholeheartedly. So thanks, think, Ray. Thanks, Ray, for that. Uh, he he really did come in kicking and screaming. He hated that. I know. I, I can imagine
1: that it was quite... Uh, knowing him, I, yeah. I think it, it was quite a, an ordeal. I, I'm not going to ask about the promises you made, but <laughs> just make sure you deliver on them, please.
0: Well, who's <laughs> to say I haven't already? Okay, right. <laughs> How about we keep talking?
1: Yes, please. We need to. We need to do this. We always say it every week. Listeners, if you want to chat, cry... Um, swear, rant, rave weigh in on anything if you're a solo parenting or if you are doing a similar version of parenting as Sam is tell us your story um, send us a DM you can voice note it to us uh, on Instagram at the great equalizer podcast or you can record one on your phone and email it to us at great
0: dot at gmail.com for sure guys we actually got some great feedback this past week uh, from a mom who's who's going through um, a difficult time, and and keep getting you know little snatches of you know feedback through our various mediums, and we, it's we, it's just so heartfelt for us that mm-hmm. we are we are touching and creating a community. So touching on the community and creating it, and so uh, you know parenting does come in all shapes and sizes, and so really um, don't feel like. You have to have it waxed yeah. or you
1: don't have a safe place to share exactly, your stories. Exactly so whether that. you're bombing at momming or you have a serious bad moment, bad mom moment, I mean, let's just not revisit my one from this week. <laughs> it it happens to us all. Well, I like to believe that so I don't feel so alone. Well, let us
0: know. <laughs> Take us in your Instagram or your Facebook posts with the hashtags bombing at momming or bad mom moments. Your support is
1: so important to us
0: and like
1: Sam mentioned, this um, listener that sent us some feedback just this past week about our Are You Okay episode. For her, it came just right at the, at the right time. And when she sent us her feedback, Sam and I did like a little happy dance. We, it makes us feel, just one person's comment makes us feel like, yes, we remember why we're doing this. It yeah. gives us a sense of purpose. So thank you. Every comment, every share, it means the world to us. Keep it coming.
0: Guys, review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook. Actually, I um we've had some great reviews and comments on SoundCloud as well and you can do the same on Spotify so wherever you like to listen to us remember to hit that subscribe button and find a way to give us a three four five star rating and just let us let other people know what the great equalizer means to you exactly you could be
1: putting another mom or dad or parent in need in touch with our medium or our platform um, and it could just be the thing that they need at that point in their life and that is why why we're doing this. Mm. And the more we're seeing, the better this podcast can do and the better we will be for you.
0: Also, please don't forget that you stand a chance to win a hamper of books from some of the authors we featured on our Kidlit 2.0 episode.
1: Yeah, head on over to our social media. Get all the details there. All you need to do is find the post and you'll be able to identify it by um, looking at the picture of the book LMNOP. That's the picture we posted. It's the book by Megan Andrews. Um, And then you can tag a fellow mom Tell us which of the books in the hamper you are
0: most excited to read. And voila. Yeah, make sure you're following us on Instagram or Facebook for that one too. And for an additional entry on Instagram, share the post to your stories. And of course, don't forget to tag us so we see. Please join us again next week for one of my faves. We are going to do some Christmas shopping. Hooray. So, Charlene.
1: That's it for this week then.
0: Indeedio. Until next time, keep, keep your mom game strong.
1: For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.